hosted by Tony Gaffersone and Christina Jackson. Thanks for tuning in. It's showtime. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. My name is Tony Gapastone. I'm an actor, filmmaker, and I live in Redwood City, California. I'm the founder of Brave Maker, and I love being able to talk to people from all over the world about their creative endeavors. This is episode 162 of the Brave Maker show and podcast, and I'm always joined by my friend, my collaborator, and co-host, Miss Christina Ray Jackson. Celebrating 162 episodes. That's exciting. Thank you, Tony. I'm Christina Ray Jackson coming to you from Dublin, California, and I'm in my studio and I'm rocking the Cruella DeVille meets the Avengers cosplay today. You can find more of that cosplay at Christina Ray Jackson on IG. And I'm an African American woman and I'm wearing a red necklace, a white shirt, and I'm sitting in my favorite power chair by Will. Great. We're going to do inclusive descriptions for everybody out there. We want to be that type of community. I am a Caucasian man. My pronouns are he, him, his. I have brown hair. I'm in a faux green studio inspired by Christina's faux green studio with the word Brave Maker and pink behind me. And I'm wearing a pink V-neck, a pink V-neck, a black V-neck. I should rock a pink V-neck sometime, though. You should. Uh, Christina, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm pink in the face. Christina, what do you got? What's your inclusive description? I'm an African-American woman wearing black hair on one side, white on the other, very Cruella DeVille-esque, big lashes, a red glitter lip, and I've got a faux plant background, as Tony mentioned. I've got the Brave Maker logo crawling down my microphone, and uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. I'm rocking some green eyeshadow as well, courtesy of artist RBYN. Yes. Awesome. Well, Christina and I are here every Wednesday. So if you're following us or watching us on the YouTube channel, BraveMaker.org or on Insta or Twitter, uh, give a retweet, share this, get people following because today's discussion, we're having a lot of people on the show. Normally, Christina and I just uh, start off with this one question. How are you braving your way? But we have a special guest to join us for the first five minutes. My friend, uh, filmmaker, actor, model, and fiscal sponsee for her short film, The Animated Mr. Bovine, Keisha Brooks. Welcome, Keisha Brooks. Hi, thanks for having me. Keisha. Hello. Keisha, give us your quick description, visual description out there. Woo, well, I am a black female. I have this big lion's mane of a hairdo. (laughs) It's like half braided at the top and big and wavy all around. No makeup, just lip gloss. I have bright yellow fingernails and a plain background behind me. <laughs> I can't beat the the green, you know, backgrounds <laughs> that Christina and Tony have. And I'm, you know, I'm bored. Hey, you do what you do, you do what you do and it works. All right. So so Keisha, let's get into this. Christina and I always start off with this question. What's one thing you're doing to move your creative goals forward? Both Christina and I are creating and making as are you. So we want you to be a part of the conversation. I'll start by saying this week I decided to invest in myself uh, with a screenwriting coach. Uh, I do a lot of this for other people. We, I do screenwriting workshops, but I'm like, I need to invest in myself. So I dropped a, a pretty penny. These things aren't cheap, right? But it's worth it. So I met with Lee Jessup, who is a, an LA uh, screenwriting coach. And I bought a five, a package of five. And basically she's reading my scripts, meeting, me, meeting with me over Zoom, giving me 
the hard knock life notes, <laughs> the, 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 the blunt, this is what you need to do. This is what's not working. This is what is working and it's cool. So I'm looking forward to doing that again and writing some more scripts and having her speak into it. Christina, what about you? I love that Tony, because as you invest in yourself, you always pour into others and us with your screenwriting class. So I love to hear that. What I am doing this week is I committed to seeing part of your world as Ariel at this year's Lafayette 25th Wine and Art Festival. That's this Saturday. I'll be Black Ariel, which is uh, pretty nice. popular right now. So I'm super excited to bring that role to life this weekend. So that's how I'm braving my way. And you know those songs are kind of in your head. So it's like you kind of know it, but you don't. But I'm going to get those lyrics pulled by Saturday. And what about you, Keisha? How are you braving your way this week? Oh, my God. This week, I'm just trekking along, just writing, writing, writing until like my wrist literally falls off. Um, oh, my I just, gosh. I have so many ideas and just I have to get them on paper before I like move to the next thing. And I, not this week, but last week, I actually went to L.A. and produced um, a short that I was been working on for like a year with these two girls, friends of mine. And I finally crossed that off. So awesome. More to come. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Keisha, tell us about Mr. Bovine. Moo. Oh my God, Mr. <laughs> Bovine. That concept actually started, fun fact, people, in Tony's uh, screenwriting class. I wow. a screenwriting class with Tony, and he helped me kind of develop that into what it is now. And um it it was just a whimsical thing I thought of, you know, we're always, you know we're not like listening to animals because you know barking and meowing is their way of communication and we think it's cute i was like well what if what if an animal turned into a human and then you know kind of had to go through what a human goes through as far as just living their life trying to survive and just having that make that decision if they want to eat meat or you know how how to just get along in the society that they're they're new to um mm -hmm. with all all things you know negative nowadays it's the protesting you have animal rights you have um just all kinds of things that people don't think about when it when we're eating meat or we're consuming um any type of animal product what what's behind the scenes. And I think this story is kind of going to shed some light on that. Mm -hmm. um, I try to tell people I'm telling them now, like if they start doing their homework and researching, if I made the decision to go fully vegan, probably a year ago, it, I've been a vegan for a year, but before that I was a pescatarian. I, oh, I only eat sea seafood. And I, I told myself I had to stop being a hypocrite and just go full on. So no dairy, mm -hmm. no, no dairy products, no cheese, no, nothing animal based because I love animals so much. And um, I just need them to be heard. And mm. if only one person goes vegan, just one, we could save like 40 pounds of grain that can be delivered to, you know, a country or someone who, who needs the grain for something else. 1100 mm -hmm. gallons of water can be saved uh, you know one animal can be saved so there's just there's just so much and i think yes preaching they're gonna get people you know it's gonna get people yeah. 
So. Well, I love that you, yeah, thanks. I love that you were in our workshop and it was so cool to see this thing come to life. And, you yeah. know, people, people get ready because, you know, the things, the ideas that you're, you're planting today, you know, take years sometimes. This has been a quite a long journey for you, Keisha. So way to go. Uh, ST, mm -hmm. who's ST says, let's move this hashtag. Let's move this. I love it. That's a great way to uh, move forward. If you want to support this short animated film which i love it be curious keisha said be curious animation's a great road in it's a yes. non-threatening way to get involved you can go to bravemaker.com and look at our fiscal sponsees or in the chat if you're watching live or on the replay for the gofundme page slash f slash mr dash bovine dash animation check that out give a penny give a hundred give a thousand make this yeah. short animation come to life <laughs> And you can follow Keisha. Where can they and follow it's you on Instagram? Tax deductible. That's right. It's all tax deductible. <laughs> Get that tax write off from Mr. Sam. Or what's this, what's That's what's that right. thing called? What's what's it called? Not Mr. Sam. What's it Uncle called? Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. There yeah. you yeah, go. Uncle Sam. Daddy Sam. Whatever. Just say we save that money by donating to this short film. Keisha, where can people find you uh, on Instagram? They can find me at my up there, Keisha M. Brooks. Or you can find me in more Mr. Bovine at my production page at helping.hands.productions. And I'll put that in the chat. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this you. on our podcast later, this will all be in the show notes as well. Keisha, thank you so much for coming on the show. We wish yeah, you the best and you, we'll, keep, we'll keep working together. Okay. All right. Much love. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's get on with our, our featured guest. And I'm going to bring in Jason Fong, who's going to come in and introduce our featured guest. Jason's uh, another um, co-host who's been joining the show for the third time. This is great. Uh, <laughs> we are very back, excited Jason. to have him back. That's right. Jason, hey. tell us about our guest today. What's happening, y'all? This is Jason. Uh, Jason, your face. Um, our guest today is Giovanni Esprito. She is... Uh, an actor, an acting coach, filmmaker, writer, director, producer, all the hyphens, all the slashes. Uh, she is Filipina as well. So she's representing on all fronts, um, advocate of the LGBTQ community and uh, everything. So, uh, and for the kids and whatnot. So definitely excited to see uh, and talk to and catch up with my friend Gio. Giovanni. Yeah, welcome back Giovanni. There she is. For I guess for our inclusive, like to be inclusive for people that don't see me, uh, I have a rainbow bookshelf in the background. I am Filipina. I have a round face, and I have uh, kind of wavy, kind of bedhead hair, and I have a a puppet above me. I don't know if you see that. A guitar and a pug with a plant in it in in the background. So somewhere there, I don't know. Getting detailed, you know. Giovanni. Like I'm gonna have to give my face shape now too. Like oh my gosh, yeah. now I'm getting self conscious of my very oval <laughs> shape. But this is good. Thank you for leveling us up. I feel like it's important because I have a, like a regular. I know this sounds weird. I have like a regular Asian face. Like I'm I'm considered in the industry a real person. You know what I mean? I'm not like considered a like a a. a People have described me on the pretty side of ugly. What? What? No. <laughs> this industry, man, I tell you. Yeah, this industry's great. So, so I put that put out there for mm. for all the the round face Asians to give them hope that because you know we have 
really beautiful Asians like Gemma Chan out there, and I'm just a regular looking one. So, you know, we could do a whole podcast about body images, body image in Hollywood. Yeah, yes, so yeah. messed up. I, yeah, for sure. that people say. I just sure. heard a podcast where Ethan Hawke was in, you know, a, a, a bathroom after a studio screening of his film, and some executives were at the urinal saying, "Yeah, he's never going to be anything. He doesn't have the look. He doesn't have a leading man look, and he's like shriveling in the bathroom." And this is a oh, guy that you know that we would esteem as somebody who 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 hasn't had those issues. Like every single person has been put in a freaking box, and I hate that. Yeah, and but we're here to change that, right? We're here we to change are. that. Yes, right. the yes. four of us are here to shatter those stereotypes <laughs> yeah. and break in some new beauty standards. And Giovanni exactly. is very beautiful. And you have joined us before, but we would love to hear again your origin story. Where were you born and raised? And how oh. has your journey uniquely prepared you for the work you're doing today? Uh, that is a very, very long story. I don't think that we got into it when we were first here, but um, my origin story, I was born in the Philippines in a very small, uh, poor area called Donda Manila. Um, I was born to a teenage mom and I came here undocumented to the United States when I was two. So I don't remember like how I came over here. You know, I didn't even know that I was undocumented until maybe uh fourth grade when i was like 10 ish when i found out that the name that i had been going by the whole time was not my real name and my real name was giovanni um and then i guess filmmaking wise my origin story uh so i was in a cult uh long story and uh, into it. So when my mom was uh yeah my mom was young so a lot of the choices that she made weren't exactly like the best choices you know so uh my stepfather was abusive in a lot of different ways i went to go live with my grandparents and um my mom chose him over me at that time and so when i went to go live with my grandparents my grandfather got sick they were like my stability and so when he got sick my whole world kind of got thrown and my mom moved us to the philippines and I ended up getting involved with a biblical doomsday cult. And it never starts out like that. It always starts out like Yay, youth group. Yay, people that want to make the world better. Um, and uh, I needed something to cling to. So that became my family for a while. And I joined that. Uh, I started working for the Brethren in the United States. And it just got more and more abusive. I ended up having a kid who I love and adore and would do it all over again, everything, you know, because of my kid. But uh, when things started getting even more dark and abusive because of him, I left. And that was like a huge process of like leaving. And the weird way that I got into the industry is that in this cabin in the woods where we were prepping for doomsday, um, I used to try to keep telemarketers on the phone for a long time because they were the only people that I would talk to. And so one of them was like, you have a very interesting voice. You should get into voiceovers. So I, at that point mm -hmm. in time, I picked up the, the thing the like, the, this is like at the beginning of the interwebs, you guys, like, like with the, you know, like that dial up thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, when I looked up voiceovers, the thing that came up in my area was Stars the Agency. And so I sent a really ridiculous tape to them. 
they ended up calling me in. I drove four hours from Grizzly Flats. I shouldn't say me. My ex did because I wasn't allowed to drive, really. Um, from Grizzly Flats to San Francisco, I auditioned for them. They signed me that day. They sent me on a video game audition and I booked up. Wow. And I was like, it's a sign from God because one thing I forgot to tell you guys is that my ex quit his job because he believed that the Lord was coming soon. So like, I had a kid and I didn't know what I was doing. And so like, I was like, okay, this is a sign from God. So he allowed me wow. to do voiceovers. So it was more money than I had ever made um, for two hours of work. And so he allowed me to continue doing that. Eventually my agent at stars was like, we want to send you into the on-camera thing. So they recommended me to an acting class where I met Jason. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and during that acting class, like, I was a very different person back then. Like I was very shy and it was only in that class where, you know, uh, like if I wasn't downstairs right at when the class ended so that I can get in the car, he would get really angry. And I didn't realize at that time that that was so like unheard of or that it was not normal. I thought it was just normal, you know? So somebody in the acting class gave me a book called Free Yourself from Abusive Relationships. And then I had to hide it. And I went down that list and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> I'm in an abusive relationship. So that was like my first start wow. out. But during this time, I was like in the acting class. It kind of saved me. I ended up getting an agent from that. And like six, six to eight months later from getting that agent, I booked my first union role, which was ER. And that was a recurring role in ER. An ER, and part of that was my escape from this cult, from this relationship, and kind of getting into the real world. So, really crazy origin story, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and today, one of the wildest we've heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I didn't uh, know I didn't know much of this at all. Oh, yeah. oh really, Jason? Oh, wow. Yeah. I really yeah. Know, and I know parts of it, but like, yeah, I didn't know that was going on during. Yeah. During so. Class. The, so. The class that will not be named, do you remember how they had like a church on Wednesdays? Oh yeah, I do. So part of my, like, I, I don't, like, I know that it was part of my journey. I know that I needed to be there because I would have not been so accepting, especially from the cult background that I was in, because I was like, also part of it was like, oh, this person has a church on Wednesdays. This must be okay. Right. Hey, this was the acting class had a church on Wednesdays as oh, well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Jason knows too. Like it was, <laughs> but it was also like in my journey, like I know that I needed that. Like I have since, you know, like I was one of the first that was ostracized from that group. <laughs> I wondered what happened to you. I was like, um, oh, it was, it was, know about? it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Cause you know how deep I was in that. Like I was, I was, I, because I believed that it was from God. I believe that God had like led me to this and, you know, brought me out of that other craziness into this, which it might be true because we're all led in like little ways. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, like coming out of the acting cult part of it was wow. pretty intense too. <laughs> but it was like little baby steps, you know, being led by the universe in little baby steps. But today, you know, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm making films. I'm part of the PGA now. I'm doing the thing. The thing is still really hard, y'all. Like it's still really hard. It doesn't really get easier. Um, and I just yesterday I signed my first deal to direct a feature. So oh, very wow. nice. Wow! Congratulations. Congratulations! Yeah. Oh my goodness, so, your journey. 
it's been a journey. It's been a journey. And, um, you know, like, I don't know, Jason, do you remember when I first booked ER, how there was like a Filipino station that made a movie of that whole journey a little bit? Vaguely. Yes. Vaguely. Yeah. So my life has already been turned into a TV movie for the Philippines, like the beginning part of it. So part of like one of the things that I want to do, in addition to this thing that I, you know, just got hired to direct, is I want to do a documentary version of my story, but like mm -hmm. from my perspective, because when the Philippines did it, it became like a telenovela and it was hilarious <laughs> and great, but it was like, that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> I, I definitely want to see your version of it. I definitely. Want yeah, to see where that. can we see that version? And we definitely need to see your version from your perspective of what actually happened because it has to be a brilliant story of resilience that you're sitting here with us talking about your work in the film industry, which is already tremendously challenging. So, wow, just congratulations so far. I've been trying to track down the t the TV movie of it, and I can't find it because it you know it was way back then, two thousand three, two thousand four. We still mm -hmm. had VHS tapes; things weren't streaming yet, you know. Yeah. Um, but my version of it, it's still like these are just little inklings of things that I want to mm -hmm. do. The at underscore motherland film is where I'm going to start pu putting things as I do my journey of making yeah. the film. Yeah. We are so at the, the edge feature? of our seat for that documentary. That's the documentary. The feature is the Love and Karma Instagram. So that okay, that's, great. That's different. We'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. So you're you're directing and you're doing the filmmaking stuff. You're in the PGA, which for listeners out there, that means Producers Guild of America. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the acting journey because you have all these slashes, as Jason said, and we've got a lot of actors who listen yeah. and watch and tune in which is wild to me that you were in a cult and then you went into a acting class that w was connected to a cult. Like that yeah. is, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Okay, so let's talk about this. Christina <laughs> and I have, 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 have wandered into the cult of uh, acting classes and it's, mm -hmm. it's actually very common that acting mm -hmm. teachers can become cult-like mm -hmm. and some don't like you taking classes from other teachers because they have a method and they weigh. So let's talk to the actors out there. What are some signs? What are some things that make a healthy acting class? What, mm -hmm. How should you be learning? What should you be running away from? Anything I'm you want to share? I'm going to so on? much flack for this, but I'm just going to say it. Like, I feel like if you have an acting teacher that is also a manager, there's a big conflict of interest there. Um, and a lot of acting schools use the management component as kind of like a carrot that they dangle in front of people. Um, so I would say just beware of that. There are definitely some teachers that have gotten their students work. And I've I've been, you know, on that receiving end where, well, it was more about like the workshops, honestly, on the weekends that I took. But like those were, it is a relationship business. So um, I have been benefited by that but it is definitely something to watch out for especially when it becomes like oh if this acting teacher does not like you then okay. we're not going to get sent out on different things you know um that's kind of like something to watch for don't give your power away to people that's one of the things like it was a hard lesson for me to learn when i was kind of ostracized from this acting class because i had made so many friends there, friends that I love, friends that I adored and that I thought had my back. And because uh, career, it was such a high point and you didn't want to ruffle any feathers, 
and this particular person was very cut and dry about like if you don't if you if you um if you like uh, socialize with this person you are no longer one of my people um that was that was really hard for me to see you know and to like go through but also don't think that one person is going to hold all of the keys to your career that's really important so like even with me as it like that when you go through things that you do not like that that kind of sets you up to like be the kind of person that you want to be, right? So during this experience with this acting teacher, I was like, I don't want to be that for my students. So I'm going to teach you how to approach agents and managers. I'm not going to be one for you. Also, I'm going to uh, teach you how to, you know, get your all your profiles, all those things um, so that they look good and you don't feel like you need someone to to like hold your hand there. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be different options. The the universe is going to bring you different people. You don't need to like put it on that one person. Um, also, uh, any abusive stuff. Some people think that they can break you down to build you up. That is really really harsh. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, watch for that because you do not need to be abused in a class. Uh, I don't know. Like, does that help? <laughs> Jason, do you yeah. have? <laughs> Before we move on, make sure you're all on do not disturb so we don't have the, the dinging clickings oh. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, is that what that meant? I, I am on do not disturb. So I'm Okay. Just, I, I know I you're all like high-powered high powered talent who are in uh, eager demand. <laughs> okay, I Jason, what you got? So I'm good. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to say, yeah, um, you know, I only stayed uh, a few sessions with that school, and I have to say that I got a gut feeling right right away, but I was kind of like, you know, naive young actor who was like, mm -hmm. oh, carrot. I did see the dangling carrot. And I was like, but this feels off. I don't know why it feels off, but I'm going to keep giving it a chance. And for sure, there was a style there that, um, and, I, and I hope I don't give anything away. I'm trying not to give any away. But there was a style there when if you did something that was maybe not particularly what was um being sought after you were told your delivery sucked and anytime yeah. someone uses that language i mean look i'm not a i'm not sensitive to the point where someone can't tell me that but in this context as, as an actor you kind of want that school class workshop whatever what have you to be a very safe space because mm -hmm. we're all very open in that space um you know in in context you know out of context somewhere else you know someone can tell me that and i'll be fine um but in an acting class no because i we're all open we're like almost like an open wound or an open scab you're trying to be sensitive so you want you know i mean you're going to be open and that kind of stuff hits you in a different way when you're in that environment um, because you know, obviously you're there's part 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 of you is a people pleaser because you're an actor you know you're yes. trying to do that <laughs> so and 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 also you you don't that's not constructive you know you can't tell someone they suck you have to say well here's how we can do this better you know mm -hmm. I, I you mm -hmm. know your approach your approach is fine but let's take it this other direction and see where it goes if we do if we give you a b and c and at a certain point going to this class every week it was more of the same of well that didn't work and then i was just stuck with well what does can you you know it was like give me something because i can't work on it if mm -hmm. i don't know um possible solutions to this thing um also for the record i don't know too much about the wednesday church thing because i never attended so i don't want to 
try to <laughs> pretend that I know about that, but I did. Oh, I know. was in it. I was in. <laughs> I knew of it. Um, is this thing still was... in existence? Is this school still around? I don't know if it is. Okay. I haven't okay. checked in a while. It might yeah. be. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah. So, and then also there was a vibe from some of the other students where it was like, there was definitely a pecking order. Mm -hmm. And I felt like an outsider, you know, like probably most of the time <laughs> there. <laughs> and a lot of times, again, like I said, if I ever did anything good or if I ever did a good scene, it was me just shooting in the dark, trying to find my mm -hmm. way rather than this teacher actually, you know, helping me. I will say this just to give credit where it's due. Overall, it did make me improve just because it opened up blind spots that I had. Uh, as far as the creative process, as far as, far as not the creative process, I shouldn't say that because it didn't give me that much there, but just the fact that it made me realize that I had to reach for something more, even if it didn't define what that was. Um, I think I was going about things in the naive actor, young, you know, egotistical or ego-based actor type of world I was in at the time. I was going for whatever, you know, like surface level stuff. And, and that, and that class kind of helped me see, oh, well, you got to reach a little further. Yeah. I won't tell you how to get there, though. But <laughs> well, and, and people can't, honestly, because we are we are every single scene is going to be about what you bring to it. You know, like how specific you are, like you have mm -hmm. to bring your humanity to it. You can't put like a, a caricature of this character. It's got to be how you would act in those circumstances, right? And the only you know what's gonna turn your key in order to break that scene open. So like you, with acting teachers in general, it's like, you're not gonna, you're gonna be able to get tools from them, but it's really gonna be your own journey as an actor because nobody can unlock you the way that you you can for yourself. It's, it's like, it's your wishes, your wants, desires. It's your, like, how does this affect your soul? What are the details that affect your soul in this particular scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So Giovanni, you, you to me exhibit what I feel is a deep, nuanced human being grounded in their own reality and pains and excitements, which I think I also hear you saying makes you a better storyteller as well as actor and coach. So you're coaching people uh, as a teacher, your, your Hollywood Actors Workshop, right? So people, mm -hmm. is, it, is it adults as well or is it just focused on kids? Well, I, I teach all ages, um, but the reason why I focus on kids is honestly because a lot of adults see this face and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. So it was, on, it was easier to market to children. Um, Are you saying you get, you have people who don't believe or value you just because of the way you look young or something. Is that what's going on? Are you yeah. a woman? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's, yeah. Go figure that right in Hollywood. <laughs> Might have been the subject of a short film that you guys premiered. That's my, right. So. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So again, having to tackle those barriers, uh, which, okay. So, so tell us about with the Hollywood actors workshop, kind of what you're doing, what you're providing. And it sounds like you have established a little niche based on, what you want to avoid. I, I started Brave Maker in the same way. I wanted to create a space for filmmakers because I had been so disappointed in other festival experiences or so let down with not getting mentored. So I created something that I needed that I mm -hmm. thought was going to benefit the world. It sounds like you've done the same thing. Talk to us about how people can access what you're doing and get that um, coaching. So one of the big things that I, you know, that I believe in and that I try to, you know, be for my students is a safe space 
because feelings, they're neutral. You know what I mean? Like they're neither good or bad. They just point you to what is important. And I was scared of like feeling bad feelings like anger or like jealousy or whatever. Like those are really hard for me to access for a long time, especially coming from a religion where you're supposed to be good and polite all the time. So one, establishing that, that, that ground that anything that you feel, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just going to point you to what's important, you know, and then also talking to the parents to create that space for them too. If, if we're dealing with children, because uh, when you get into like audition stuff, if there's a lot of, you know, pressure on them to do well in auditions, to book the job, it is going to kill any like life or fun or creativity. So it's, for the kids and for adults is like you get into this business because you love the discovery and you love the working on the scenes and it's not necessarily about booking the job or like doing good at the audition so that's like the basis of like where we start from and then um i kind of teach them to be detectives because in auditions you're never going to get the full script usually unless you're like super a-list and you're like a name right you usually get maybe two or three pages and you have to do some detective work, whether, you know, finding out the tone of the the piece, what kind of show it is, is it drama or is it comedy? Those are all gonna inform the choices that you make in the scene. And then finding out the path of the scene, which is I think, you know, that's teaching kids how to find the path or teaching students how to find the path of the scene because you're never gonna end the scene the same way that you started it and then making it super personal to you. That's kind of what I teach in like a nutshell. I love the detective part, Giovanni. You have such an amazing background. And so you have so much to add as an acting coach. What are some things that you teach children in the industry? It could be really unforgiving that makes them more resilient. And I think the detective part is a really beautiful place that you've started. But yeah, what are some things that you're teaching children that even adults, you know, uh, I'm a newer actor, actors that are just getting into the industry to be more resilient, to look out for these red flags, to not be abused and to really enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a conversation I have with parents, honestly, about their kids. With the kids, I want to keep it just as like, let's work on the scene. <laughs> you know, let's let's find the fun in this scene. Um, yeah. The, but the red flags is usually what I teach to the parents. And then as the kids get older and they start reading more and they start submitting themselves on, you know, more things, then we'll talk about like, if it does not feel right in your gut, you don't have to do it. You know, like I'm very big on that. Like, um, you know, there's so many times where, you know, parents get into that space of like wanting to people please as well, because we think that producers and directors are so much higher than us. And then they get put into situations that they shouldn't be put in that, that, you know, like you should be able to see your kids at all time, you know? Um, or if it's a cold set, make sure that they have like warming jackets for your kid, especially if they're going to be in shorts and a t-shirt. Um, so yeah. that's a conversation that I have with parents with children or with students. It's like, let's work on this piece just as a piece and see what kind of discoveries that we can make with this. What if you, and like Jason said, what if you tried this? What if you use this person as your substitute? What would that bring out? And then also like um, teaching them that every single moment is new. That's a big one because you don't want to get into like these rote readings where they say lines the same way every time like teaching them that every single moment, every single take is a new take and there's not really any wrong with it. It's more about like, 
what feels fun to you here? You know? <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I have I like a question for you. I have a question for you, Gio. Mm -hmm. So what is one thing or, or more than one thing that an actor can do to really stand out in an audition, whether it's self-taped or in person? Um, figure out what your secret sauce is and your point of view and put that on everything. <laughs> you know, put it on everything. Um, like if you, like for me, like my secret sauce has been like, I am a weirdo. I am like an oddball weirdo. I am awkward and cringy and that's okay. I allow myself to be awkward and cringy. If somebody is super sarcastic and very biting and judgy, lean into it. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I like celebrate it. those parts of yourself that you have been, you know, that you have been shamed for sometimes is really fun. Um, and being okay with uh, letting people judge you and not letting it affect you. You know, I think that's really important. Ooh, yeah. You know, what yeah, people think of huge. you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. So do it if it makes you if it makes you happy to do it. There is joy in being like really snarky and really stupid sometimes. You know, like for that moment, you know, like and I'll tell my yeah. kids because it's like let's let's contain it in this moment because I don't want you to be disrespectful to your parents, you know, like that's not what I'm here for. But for this moment, let's play with that. You know, like oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Stuff. Yeah. You've been on such a challenging journey. You've faced so many obstacles, but you clearly seem to have found the joy. What is bringing you the most joy in your career and your work nowadays? Uh, you know, it's it's always been my kid. You know, it's always oh, like, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know, like even the career stuff, like, yeah, it's really cool that I'm gonna be directing something in Bali, you know, like mm -hmm. that's very awesome and very fun, but when i was taken to bali all i could do is like i wish my kid was here i wish i could have yeah. him so you know it's 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 about i don't know like that brings me joy being at home right now brings me joy because i was <laughs> like in la for a week and uh being able to come back and like share like a coffee in the morning with my adult child now is kind of awesome yeah. you know what i mean like it's not necessarily yeah. about the career it's about like the moments in between too um not to say that i don't have fun like doing the stuff that i do it's really awesome and fun but it's there's also a lot more to it you know he's yeah. gotten so big Sorry. your son has gotten so big i remember <laughs> i remember when he was a little kid so i used to bring him to class <laughs> wow to watch him you know so yeah he's and tall he's, too right isn't he pretty tall now Six two now. Yeah, well, that's that's. Is he in the industry? Does your son also all. work in film? No, you're like no. And that's okay. totally fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. So Giovanni, your film Love and Karma. You can find Love and Karma movie on Instagram. You're going to be directing it. You're going to be yeah. casting some lead roles. So everybody should follow Love and Karma movie on Instagram or with Giovanni Espiritu, who is the director of that film. Uh, you've never directed a feature film before. You've done a bunch of shorts. Mm -hmm. What are you looking forward to? What are you nervous about? How are you planning? Let's kind of end our conversation about your director space here. Woo! Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a very big undertaking, bigger than I've ever done before. I'm gonna treat it like 
a whole bunch of different shorts because really that's what it is. It's different scenes that we put together in and, um, you know, not consolidate, that's not the right word, but and the fact that it's going to be in three different countries is is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be okay with asking for help, you know. My biggest strength is with the performances and knowing what I want emotionally from the actors. And I'm pretty good at casting too. So it's good. The castings are going to go down this week, go out this week on the breakdown. So they can, they can look at that. Um, so that's my strength. The things that I don't necessarily know, like, for example, like shot composition or things like that. I'm going to pick the best person for that. You know, like I'm going to, like, DP, I really have DPs. Yeah. I have DPs mm -hmm. that are already like in mind and we're in negotiations with. Um, like I'm going to hire like people that know more than I do. Like my line producers are going to be amazing. My first AD is going to keep me like this, you know? Um, and also be, being okay for asking for help. I think it's going to be really huge for this movie. That's Ask huge for, for life. Be okay right. with asking for help. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Very nice. Yeah. I'm going to email you all the things that I learned from making my first film all the things I'll do different on my second film. <laughs> I would love that. You, yeah, give you thank some you. encouragement. Well, uh, Giovanni, thank you so much for being on episode 162 with us. Uh, we're not letting you go yet. We still okay. uh, have one more segment. Uh, if you're watching us live, feel free to uh, put comments or questions if you have any final things you want Giovanni to ask. If you are listening on the replay, whether it's on our YouTube page or on our podcast, make sure you go and follow uh, Giovanni and follow her her film. We always appreciate when Brave Makers let people know that you heard and uh, support. That's a, a big thing for us. How can we support each other and the fellow indie uh, careers that we're all going after? But we're gonna end with our favorite things of the week. Brave faves, TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave faves. All right, my brave fave for the week is the live action remake of Disney's Pinocchio. It is so stunning and so beautiful. Tom Hanks and Cynthia Erivo really shine. No spoilers, uh, but you definitely got to check this movie out with the kids. It is beautiful. What about you, Tony? I am um, super inspired by Cheryl Lee Ralph, y'all. Uh, I think I brave, I faved Abbott Elementary, I don't know, maybe two months ago. And that is the ABC mockumentary about a struggling school, elementary school in Philadelphia. And I watched the Emmys the other night. And Cheryl Lee Ralph is an actor on Abbott Elementary. And she's in her 60s. She's been around for quite some time on a ton uh, of different shows and theater and, and films. And she won Best Supporting Actor on the Emmys the other night. And she got up and she sang this really yes. cool little spiritual song and then just went off on how important it is to have people in your life to support you and you know, people rose to their feet uh because she was so inspiring and people you know we all know what it feels like to wait you know uh to, for that moment to feel like you haven't been seen so if yes. you did not watch the emmys go check out cheryl lee ralph's inspirational 
Emmy speech. It was it was so great, and uh, I wholeheartedly love it. Jason, what was your brave fave for the week? Awesome, awesome. My brave fave is the live action Disney trailer for The Little Mermaid. Uh, Halle Bailey. I had to say that slowly so I didn't yeah. mix it up with another person's name. Uh, her voice is phenomenal. And I will say this, the worst part of this trailer, now hang in there with me, the worst part of this trailer is that we all have to wait till 2023. I know. The movie. Till so, May. Yes, May. That is a long way away. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, look at her. Look at, I'm, but, but like, more importantly, go listen to her. I mean amazing mermaids can be black everybody mermaids can be black yeah that's right and if you have anything bad to say about it cry on your vhs copy (laughs) of the cartoon the little mermaid all right just just wipe your tears on the carton of the vhs tape just saying that's a good one cool giovanni (laughs) what about you well, you know, Jason actually took mine, but one of my <laughs> faves is, you know, Quintara Brunson holding her Emmy in front of Jimmy Kimmel's face after... I second that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, but particularly in front of Jimmy Kimmel's face, because I feel like so much of the time we've been socialized to, like, just be polite and swallow it. And that was just, like, a very nice, like, not taking it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you handle that very gracefully? Yeah. There's been there's been a bunch of online discussion about the fact that Quinta Brunson wins the the Emmy for her show that she created, and then she has to stand over and kind of around Jimmy Kimmel as he was doing this little bit because he was dragged out there by Will Arnett. And I agree. He that was a bad move. It just felt like. I, I felt it in my bones as it was happening. I'm like, not a mm-hmm. good look. And yeah. supposedly they were hanging out afterwards and Quinta made a statement like she wasn't too bothered by it, but it still felt like, I don't know. Come on, dude, don't do that. Don't take someone else's spotlight. It's just not. And she gave him a very graceful entry to exit. You know what I mean? Like she said something like, oh, I won. You can leave now. And then he yeah. just, and so it's like later on when she, did that little silent holding up in fr- her Emmy in front of his face. I thought I was like, yeah, just check him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Kind of class clown behavior there, you know? Yeah. There's Not so many look. things. Yeah. There's so many things <laughs> that like are just in, you know, <laughs> the conversations around our industry that I think are so important. It's so important to be human mm-hmm. that you go, we can just do better. It's always like, just yeah. do better and then apologize, be humble, move on. And don't take other, you know, don't steal other people's thunder. Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, this is good. You all, thank you uh, so much for your time. Don't go away. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who's watching and listening. You know, every week we've been doing this 162 episodes. I love it. Uh, Whether it's like, you know, five people or 500 people that are watching or listening, it makes a difference for me. Even I was, I was sitting here, uh, Adrian DeSantis, who's our new board member. She's an actor. She did her first acting class last night and she chimed in about the comment about being uh, detectives. This is why we do it. We want to inspire you all. We want to hopefully encourage you to keep going after your dreams. That's why I started this nonprofit is to elevate brave stories for justice, diversity, and inclusion. We want to educate. We want to entertain. We want to create community experiences. And if you believe in this work, then I invite you to support us 
to become a donor. We have 26 people who support Brave Maker as an organization every month, and they can give, you can give by texting the word Brave Maker to 44321. Just put it right into your phone, into a little text bubble, text the word Brave Maker, and then the number is 44321. Send it off, and you'll get a link, and you can come become a donor. And you also should know we're having our huge second anniversary Halloween gala, gala fundraiser. I don't know why I said gala, party. It's a party. Halloween party at the San Mateo History Museum in Redwood City on Friday, October 28th. We are leveling up. It's going to be really great. We're going to show, we're going to have a whole screening room for horrors, shorts, and thrillers. We have a DJ, uh, uh, open bar, uh, costume contest, all sorts of fun things. Great way for you to meet other fellow creative people in the Bay Area. And if you are a lover of the arts, come and meet us and support us. Uh, bring your company, do a, uh, an event, you know, hang out with us in the heart of Redwood City. We're really excited to do that. Christina, who do we got coming on next week? We have the amazing Julie Dove from Bird Girl. If you have not checked out this hilarious, wonderful animation, head over to YouTube, type in Bird Girl, check out, I think there's some episodes on there. There's definitely a trailer. It's a phenomenal show, and we will have Julie Dove along with us for next week. And we also need to thank our amazing live show producer, Amy Cohen, out of Austin, Texas. Uh, let's thank Barnell Amos and Carrie Alley out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Barnell is our podcast editor and Carrie is our wonderful social media manager. We could not do the show without you. And yes, uh, the show's the show is phenomenal. It's about superheroes. So it's right up our alley, Tony. So yeah, join us yeah. next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be joined by Julie Dove from Bird Girl. So cool. We have some cool people on the show like Jason and Giovanni. One last time, mm -hmm. tell everybody where they can find you all, Giovanni. Uh, you can find me at GeoSpirit and then the number two on Instagram or GiovanniEspiritu.com. Jason, how about you? Uh, basically at Jason, your face in most places. So, yeah. <laughs> your, Jason, your, Y-E-R, Jason, That's your right. face. I love Jason, it. Jason, your face. Yeah. I love it. And I'm Tony Gavison on all the socials. You can find me there. Christina. I'm Christina Ray Jackson, Jackson on IG. Yeah, you can go to my website, ChristinaJackson.com, and check out that cosplay at KRay Cosplay on Instagram. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, y'all, Jason and Gio. Don't go away because we want to take a yeah. photo with you, but we appreciate you. And y'all, these are people. Access them, message them, DM mm -hmm. them, learn from them, follow them. And you never know, five, 10 years from now, you might be working with them. That's the cool part of <laughs> what we get to do. Uh, yeah. I love it. So, hey, thanks, everybody. Brave stories change the world. You Thank are everyone. the story. Bye, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BraveMaker to 44321 or go to BraveMaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in.